Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It's your boy, Sports Rap D, once again. And on this next installment of the Sports Rap Podcast, we will start off discussing the new NCAA proposal. There's also a story that I wanted to talk to you about that I mentioned a few weeks ago, maybe a few months ago, um, in regards to the U.S. women's national team and their lawsuit. And also, I'm going to start with the <clears throat> excuse me with the Tokyo Olympics. Malik, what's going on? Tom, thanks for coming back. Uh, new member to the group, Tom. I'm not going to try to pronounce your name unless you text it to me and tell me how, so I don't want to screw it up. So, Tom, my new friend, new member to the group. Uh, everybody, welcome him and thank you for tuning in so soon. Once again, folks, we are Facebook Live Sports Rap Radio Show is the group page. You know where. I am, as always, and YouTube, Sports Rap TV. So get over there. And like I said, when you come in on the Facebook group, wave at me, say something to me, let me know that you're tuned in. George, my guy, what's going on? Um, and I'll wave back to you, and I will, like I have, like you hear that I'm doing now, acknowledge you on air. So I want to start with the Tokyo Olympics. Um, I mentioned a few weeks back that the Olympics will be, have been pushed back to 2021. So it's going to make it an off year, which is going to seem kind of strange for um, the Olympics. But now there's talk that the Olympics could be scrapped if they can't be held in 2021. So all this tells me is that they are still having some issues um, in Tokyo with the coronavirus and uh, they're kind of tipping their hat, so to speak, showing their hand and showing that they don't have much confidence that they will be completely able to facilitate the Olympics um, by 2021. And it does seem kind of weird. It does seem kind of strange because it's only May. And these Olympics were to start. They have been delayed now till July 2021. So they have more than a year. Uh, it's about a year, a year and two months, if you will, to try and get this thing uh, together and, you know, be able to facilitate the Olympics. But also, like I said, the logistics, um, like I mentioned in my news and updates about the NBA with the logistics being crunched, these logistics will be even more crunched because you already have the people that are there in Tokyo that live there that are going to be working and doing other things. Shy, what's happening, homie? Um, then you have the countries that are coming. And we don't know how every country around the world has been hit, if any other countries around the world have been hit. We know in the United States and we know Tokyo. We know Japan or whatever. But like I said, we don't know everything else surrounding that. So you have all these countries that could be coming to one central area and with them telling us that the Olympics could be scrapped or making the announcement, you know, speculation that they could be scrapped if they can't get a hold of this by 2021 means that folks, um, and Charlotte, I know you can attest to this. That means folks, listen, I I've been riding around going to work and, you know, I live working in West Philly. I live in Island. So I work, go through the park and they finally barricaded it off. But, Last week, um, I think it was Tuesday, it was really, really nice. I rode through the park, and there were people out, just like out, having a good time. Like, there was not 
still a quarantine in play. Uh, no masks, you know, kids were out, no masks. These people were out. Uh, Four-wheelers, other things, just out and about. Like, there was, like it was a regular day, like there was no quarantine. So, I can kind of feel and understand what they're saying and I understand their logistics like I said being crunched because people are not doing what they're told um, I understand people that you're getting cabin fever you're way past cabin fever I'm sure but like I've been mentioning every week that I've been on throughout this quarantine you have to stay safe um, people are not looking at the broader picture people are, are mostly looking at their box you have to look outside of your box. Um, the safety is for you and others. Okay. Uh, that's what the quarantine is about for safety for you and others. So you have to be mindful of that. But grown people are going to do what people do. Young people are going to do what they do because the young people now think they're invincible anyway. So people are going to do what they do. And like I said, you're past cabin fever. And if you're past cabin fever now, what are you going to do if or when it gets extended because people are not listening? Okay. Uh, like I've been, like I said, getting ready to say, I've been mentioning the weeks that I've been on during this pandemic, during this uh, quarantine. If you have a porch, get outside on your porch by yourself. Stand outside on your porch for a little bit. Get yourself some air. Go back in the house. If you have a backyard, go sit in your backyard. Um, get yourself some air Go back in the house Okay uh, If you got a deck on your house You know some people have deck Go sit on the deck Do something You don't have to be Out Just because it's nice And I mean out Like you don't have to take a trip to the park And run around in the park Or go running around Just because You, you know I understand it, It's tight in the house um, I'm essential personnel So I have to work And I have to wear a mask For eight, at least eight hours a day so I know how it feels to be quarantined, fully quarantined, if you will. Because like I said, I have to wear that mask for eight hours a day. So I, I do find myself at work, walking to the door, walk, taking a walk um, to an area by myself where I can take the mask off for a few seconds and breathe regular. And then I'm putting it back on, you know. And I'm still doing whatever I can. When I need to wear gloves, I'm wearing gloves. Um, when I'm doing whatever I need to do, I'm still washing my hands. So that's the only way we are going to get through this, people. You have to take care of yourself. And, you know, if you do nothing but do what you need to do on your own, that's a start. Okay? You can't really worry about what other people are doing because, like I said, people are all in their tizzy because they're, they've been quarantined for so long. And I understand, I get it. But if we do what we're supposed to do, things will move in place and things will move a little bit quicker than they are uh, if people don't follow. Um, anytime people don't follow instructions, it always throws a glitch into the system. And then it has to be reworked. And you know how that goes. So people, just stay in if you don't need to come out. If you need to go to the store, it's the law now. You have to wear a mask or they will not let you in. So do what you need to do and just stay safe and help us get through this um, the best that we can. Now, I'm going to move on and I'm going to talk about the U.S. Women's National Team, who is a team that I talked about during the World Cup, who are, were dominant in the World Cup. Um, I have a lot of respect for this women's team.
and I mentioned that on the air prior to today. And they had filed a lawsuit um, for the U.S. Soccer Committee um, stating that they should get more equal pay or closer equal pay to what the U.S. men's team get. And, and this is kind of piggybacking and kind of resembling of the WNBA's fight and got and now how they've gotten their new collective bargaining agreement to get raises and things of that nature. Um, a lot of the talk was that the women don't work as hard as the men, yada, 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 whatever, whatever. Uh, but if you look um, at this past World Cup, and you look at both teams, the U.S. women's men's team, I'm sorry, the U.S. women's team and the U.S. men's team, you see a huge difference. The U.S. women's team is right now head and shoulders, if not more, above excuse, excuse me, uh, the U.S. men's team. And again, I applaud them for that. And their swagger, if you will, their dedication, their moxie, if you will, is what made me um, pay attention to them more than what I had. Uh, you know, I had to pay attention for what I do now, but like I said, their swagger and their moxie made me pay attention a little bit more. So I respect them and I like them a lot more for that. So they were dealt a blow um, where the judge that was overseeing this case, a male, of course, sided with the U.S. soccer uh, team. And, and, you know, one of the other things that they were um, determining were the uh travel conditions uh discrimination in charter flights and hotel accommodations and medical and training support which is still going to that trial is going to that part of the trial is going to be heard in june but as far as them receiving uh, more money that is not going to happen right now uh one of the things and the judge's name was uh his last name is Klausner. judge r gary Klausner. this is what happened ruled in favor of u.s soccer stating in his decision that the players have not demonstrated, I'm sorry, have the players, and I quote, have not demonstrated a triable issue that women's national tennis players are paid less than men's national tennis players, end quote. Uh, he, in fact, ruled in favor of the Federation's claim that USW and the U.S. women's team players were paid more in total and on a per-game basis during the period in question. Uh, I would have to do some research to see how true that is. Uh, his judgment uh, was centered around his determination that U.S. women's team was actually paid more yeah, than them per game uh, in total from 2016 to 2019. And this is according to the financial information provided by U.S. Soccer Committee. Uh, the different collective bargaining agreement structures between the U.S. women and the U.S. men as another reason to rule in favor of the U.S. Soccer Committee. The women's national team had the option to accept a structure similar to the current men's team structure, but chose instead to secure guaranteed salaries for key players. I'm not mad at them for that, for um, trying to get some guaranteed money for those players. And like I said, the... U.S. women's team is head and shoulders, like I said, if not more, above the men's team. And 
it's probably going to be a hard, hard struggle for them to get compensated as such um, or compensated as equally as the males because most of the committees, heads, and everything like that are pretty male-dominant. And we know how that plays out for women not so well. But hopefully they can take some notes or speak to someone in people who were in negotiations with the WNBA and how they got their collective bargaining agreement and what they did for that league. Maybe they can talk to them and get some pointers on feet and see how they can improve their own uh, collective bargaining agreements and get through their lawsuit with against the U.S. Soccer Committee. Now, I'm going to move on. And what I'm going to get to now is something that I mentioned a while back, way even before the pandemic. Uh, but I'm going to tell you about that story a little bit later. I was just looking at something else. But I'm going to stay here. And NCAA is or has a proposal now where they will let college athletes get paid for endorsements. So here are some of the finer points uh, that I went through and I highlighted to bring to you today. So if you hear any of these things, you got any comments, questions, concerns, please, please feel free. I know you're tuned in. So once I go through this stuff and I start breaking down my opinions of the points you can chime in like i said facebook sports web radio shows the group page you can chime in uh and give me your thoughts on what i said or what was said in the uh actual article so college athletes could earn money from the use of their name image and likeness under a narrow ncaa proposal which was fully unveiled on wednesday uh, the College Sports Association, an exemption from federal antitrust laws, and as part of its proposal, is to establish a safe harbor that protects the NCAA from lawsuits filed over its new name, image, and likeness rules. All right, so I'm going to start right there with, with that one particular point. And, you know, we just recently had the documentary on Brian Dawkins. You know what his comments were at the end of that documentary, what he thought about the NCAA. And as I talk to you a lot on this show, and when we talk about the NCAA, I always tell you it's a conglomerate, billion-dollar conglomerate. They make a lot of money off of these athletes. But again, they will always protect the house. So again, like I just read to you, they are proposing this to let these uh, college athletes earn some money off of their own name and likeness and image uh, and they still want to protect themselves where they cannot use the school logos or anything in any of that if they choose to go that route so way back when there was also another documentary about Ben Simmons and he went through his whole stage at LSU and the college and the NCAA rules and regulations and one of the things that I found interesting in that particular documentary was, and it was something that I already knew, it was just hearing it from um, an actual athlete. And it was an athlete from out of the country, which made it even a little bit more intriguing and interesting to me and, and thought-provoking for me, was 
the fact that he said, I don't get any money. I don't. They NCAA. I was a high recruit, so they want to monitor every dime that I spend, everything that I spend, whatever, whatever. But here, on the flip side of that, you've got this big school who and the NCAA uh, who has licensed products in stores on campus, online that university students buy, fans all over buy, with his name on the back. It's the school, whatever, logo, the school's name on the front, but it's Ben Simmons' name on the back. He doesn't get any of that. Um, he mentioned at one point, um, he said he could walk around campus and see 25 jerseys with his name on it. School gets money from no sales. The NCAA gets money from no sales. Him as an individual with his name on the back, he does not get any compensation from that. And again, like he said, but yet in turn, if I buy a pair of sneakers, depending on how much those sneakers are, they want to know how I got those sneakers. They want to see receipts and yada, yada, yada. So, you know, it's kind of a double-edged sword for the athletes at that particular moment. But now they will potentially be allowed to use their own name, their own image, their own likeness to land an agent or hire an agent, uh, be compensated for advertising, uh, for sponsorships and, and other things of that nature. As long as, again, school NCAA is protecting themselves, as long as they don't use the school's logo or name in, in their, you know, in their uh, pursuit of that. So, people, I think that this is a great idea um, a great proposal, a long time coming for college athletes uh, because the little things that I, I mentioned before when, when I talked about the initial proposal with this um, uh, new rule way back when. And some of the things I pointed out are the facts that when, when you become a college athlete, you are not just an at just a college student you're a student athlete so if anyone has been to college you know you get meal plans if you stay in the dorms yada 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 but as a college athlete as a student athlete your schedule is much more rigorous than the average college student um the average college student will normally schedule their classes around meal time so they can sufficiently and efficiently get meals uh, throughout the day, but as a student athlete, you're not privy to that because your schedule is so hectic. Uh, you have if and we're and I'm talking top level D1 here. So you have practice, you have classes, of course. You have practice, you have team meetings, uh, you have study hall. So a lot of times these guys miss uh, meals as far as in the cafeteria with the regular students, if you will. It's usually why they're set in apartment buildings or complexes, and they have little apartments where they have kitchens and things of that nature. But like Ben Simmons mentioned in the, from the past and how things have gone on, what are they really eating? How are they getting through? Uh, we know as fans uh, of the sport – for a long, long time, and probably not probably still going on right now, I'm sure, 
Uh, and this is all. This is still piggybacking off of the Chris Dawkins, um, the sneaker issue, and the um, pay to play, pay for play, things of that nature. You know, all these major colleges have boosters. Uh, there's a lot of movies, uh, sports movies that have um, put this in their movies, so you can see it um, in movies. You know, um, Blue Chips is one. Uh, Glory Road is another. Where you see the boosters and what they do. Okay, so I think this is now a long time coming. I think this is going to help the college athletes because now they can earn some money uh, that they weren't earning prior to this proposal. And also, being as though it's in there that they can hire an agent and do these things, if they're good enough to go pro, by the time they get to the pro level, they'll be somewhat of a student of the game as far as that part of the professional business, the advertising and having an agent and things of that nature. They'll be a little bit more astute with the, that part of the program um, as opposed to coming in fresh right out of college and having all these leeches and gophers and people jumping right at you. This way they'll be able to transition in a little bit better into that division of uh, the business. So I think it's a good thing. I think it's a really good thing, like I said, for the college athletes. Uh, again, I feel like it's a long time coming, and you know, I feel like this will help them. Like I said, it'll help them immensely uh, in their growth as far as being part of the business if they're good enough to go on to the next level and become a pro. So hasn't been put into law yet. It's, it's a great proposal. It is something that I hope passes for the college athletes to be able to succeed and be lighten the pressure um, of being in the limelight uh, under the big lights and the big show of professional sports. Because if you're good enough, you know what's coming. And again, you want to be prepared for that. And like we always talk on the show, a lot of the guys that we see are not typically from big cities. They're typically from small towns or small countries or small cities, uh, not really exposed to a lot that they will be exposed to if they make it to that professional level. So I'm hoping for the best. I hope that this law does get passed, and I hope that, you know, it, it will get passed. I hope, I hope this rule does get passed, you know, like I said, and hope it does benefit the college uh, student athletes but I'm telling you I'm going to keep my eyes open and my ears open as well I guarantee you NCAA right now has some type of angle that they haven't unleashed yet and I'm just anxious to see what that is and how they try to either secure themselves some type of way or protect themselves in some type of way under this new proposed law so with that being said, I am going to take another break. It is now 46 minutes past the 11 a.m. hour, and I'm glad. Um, thank you for everybody that has tuned in. Uh, the last thing I want to just mention real quick, and Frank, if you're tuned in, you're not going to like this, but we all know we are in a pandemic. We talked a few weeks back about the NBA and talking about the salary and them possibly taking back 50% of the player's salary. We then talked about them settling something and the players will get paid, yada, yada, yada. 
But found this story and found this story interesting. The Los Angeles Lakers took out a loan, which was during this pandemic set aside for small businesses. You hear me? For small businesses of $4.6 million. Lakers are actually worth $4.6 billion, I believe. Yeah, Forbes has the Lakers at $4.4 billion. So I don't know why they took out this loan. Not going to go into detail. Um, if you want, you can check it on SB Nation and you can read the whole story. Uh, matter of fact, I will post it. Uh, later on today in the group page Sports Rat Radio Show and you can check it out but I have to do I also have to tell you that they were um, told to return the money and they did return the 4.6 million that was in that loan that they should not have received but just thought that was a little weird that they would actually get the loan and, and just actually take it you know, and actually be told that they had to return it don't understand that but it is what it is it is now 11.48, 48 minutes past the 11 a.m. hour. You are tuned in to Sports Rap on Heat 100 Radio. It's your boy D. I'm signing out right now for a quick break. When I come back, I'm going to talk a little bit. Oh, I'm not going to talk a little bit of Sixers. When I come back, we are going to get into The Last Dance documentary episodes 5 and 6 aired last night. I have some of the finer points in that. And we will discuss those points when we return. You are tuned in to Sports Rap, Heat 100 Radio. It's your boy D. I'll see you on the other side in just a few minutes.